Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Hoop Life with Sean the Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode, episode eight, season four, and the award goes to. Ooh, that sounds good. So it sounds like from that title, we're going to be talking about end of season or awards, end of season. Is that how you say it? Uh, end of season awards. End of season awards. I don't know why I stumbled on that. Um, and we've got some exciting races. And once again, you have taken the lead as far as not only naming the episode, but writing the notes for the episode. So I salute you for doing that because you've done a great job here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. welcome. So, like, do we want to talk about um, anything before we get started or just jump right into the awards? I mean... I don't, do you have anything? Well, I think the plan was good. It was another success. So, oh, oh, okay. You, uh, right? That, that, okay. There, there's some for that. Okay. Later so on. I need to wait? So, so yeah, let's let's just wait okay. on that. Okay. All right, bit. cool. So we'll wait on that. The official playoffs do start today mm-hmm. in about 43 minutes. Yep. The Nets and the Sixers yeah. are playing. I think we both not think. we. I know we both have the Sixers. Winning that series pretty handily. In a sweep. In a sweep. Wow. I mean, okay. Nick Claxton on Embiid. Oh, wow. He's just going to disrespect Nick Claxton. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick Claxton is a solid defender. Okay. But, I mean, he's 6'9". Yeah. Embiid's like... Is he really only 6'9"? He, he's like 6'9", 6'10". Oh, Actually, wow. he, he could be taller, but, I mean, he's just... he's sm- He looks like 6'9". Like, <laughs> oh, okay. 6'9", 6'10". We may, have to, we may have to fact check that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that... Game is starting at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So, again, about 42, 43 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right when we put out this episode, that game should be underway. But, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts on these end-of-season awards. So, right. let's jump in then. Yeah. Okay, so what do you have first? So, first thing I got, let me pull up my notes here. So, first thing we got is six Man of the Year. So, the finalists for that are... Bobby Portis Jr., Malcolm Brogdon, and Emmanuel Quickly. Oh, that's a pretty good list. Okay, so real quick before we get into this, I know for a fact that Malcolm Brogdon and Emmanuel Quickly, their stats are very just, they're like identical, pretty much. So what are they? Do you have an idea? It's like around like 14 points. I think one, I think they both average like some around like four boards, or no, like three boards and like maybe like four assists okay something around that because i mean i know quickly is like kind of a scoring type okay so So 14.9 points per game for brogdon 4.2 rebounds 3.7 assists okay so it was just kind of switched around okay well let well let's look at quickly though because i mean you had the points and rebounds and assists pretty accurate Pretty close, I should say. All right, and then Emmanuel with an I, right? Yeah. For the Knicks. And one thing that I think is key is all three of these players are on good, solid playoff teams. Yeah. Right? All right, so dang, that is pretty close. Quigley is 14.9 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 3.4 assists. Hold on, hold on. That, <laughs> that is almost exactly the same. Yeah. Except Brogdon averages 3.7 assists and quickly averages 3.4 assists. Yeah. That's impressive. 
Yeah. As impressive, I mean, Sean. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like, just talking with, like, other fans of other teams, Boston fans, just, like, you know, and it's it's tough talking with them sometimes. What do you mean? Hold like, on. You're going all, kind of off on a little, little sidebar. What do you mean it's tough talking with them? Oh, man, because they just, wow. I mean, it's it's every year with them. They're it's, biased. Yeah, every year. And it's like, you're supposed to believe your team's going to win mm-hmm. every year. And especially this year, it's cool. But I'm like, now a lot of them talking. And I'm like, now y'all want to talk. I didn't hear y'all talking before, <laughs> like, in 2020 and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Nah. Hey, shout out to Phipps, man. The homie. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a cool he's a cool Boston fan, but there's other ones. Oh, that's right. You got to finally meet Phipps. Yeah, and he's cool. He, he's very cool. Yeah. That's my guy right there. I like Mr. Phipps. <laughs> shout out to Matt Phipps and Christina for pulling up in Boston. Mm-hmm. When we were there for the Black Vikings Sam Adams collab mm-hmm. beer storm of the century, that was a great time. So, mm-hmm. and Phipps is a diehard Boston fan. He's from Rhode Island, yeah, and uh, very close to Boston, obviously. Unfortunately, I just still don't. <laughs> you still don't mess with him. And well, look, and Christina Phipps, Matt Phipps's wife, actually created the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean logo for us. Yeah. So yeah, look at we, that. Yeah. And I'm sure she's a Boston fan as well. So, yeah, you know, there's got to be some love there, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it's not like I, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't like Mr. Fish for that. Like, right. no, like nothing changes about <laughs> right. that. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't like Boston. It's all the other but, Boston fans. But anyway, we going on track now. We are. But, we are. So then, yeah. okay, we've got Quigley and... I forgot the guy's name. Brogdon. Quigley and Brogdon have almost identical stats. Mm -hmm. Then you've got one of my favorite players in the history of the league, OG Bobby Portis Jr. He's averaging 14.1 points per game, Mm -hmm. so a little bit less than the other two guards, but 9.6 rebounds, which is substantially more. It's almost a double-double. Right, almost a double-double, and then 1.5 assists, Mm -hmm. um, which is less than the guards, which is to be expected. Mm -hmm. One thing I do find interesting is the player efficiency rating mm-hmm. is like for Bobby Portis is 13.8 and for Brogdon is 13.3 that's really really close yeah but then for Quigley it's 11.8 so I don't know how much stock you put into that but like I said Bobby Portis is one of my favorite players so I'm gonna just go and say my vote is gonna go for him for six minutes of the year yeah I and think the I'm Bucks a- have the number one team in the in the east yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Bobby as well. Okay. Even though I think Brogdon and Quickly both have good cases as well. Yeah. I think that Bobby Portis is gonna get it. And at first I was uh again, going back to the Celtics fan, arguing with him and uh I was saying that Quickly was gonna win it, he's saying Brogdon's gonna win it. I forgot about Bobby Portis. Right. I I actually wasn't aware that he was kinda of like their sixth man. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. You brought that to my attention. Because yeah. I just assumed that he started because, again, I love Bobby Portis, mm-hmm. and he's a pivotal part of their team. Yeah. And the Bucks aren't just the number one team in the East. They have the best record overall yeah. in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going with Bobby Portis as sixth man of the year. I just love the passion and tenacity that he plays with. And he just knows how to play winning basketball. Right. You know, he just he knows how to win. Anytime you sh- try to shoot at a dead ball, you know, he's there to block. Him. Oh, yeah, he's doing all of that, the yeah. KG type type stuff. I didn't know he was 6'11". I thought he was yeah. like 6'9". Nah, 6'11". Man, 250, that's a big dude. 
Yeah, no, nah, I don't want to get into a fight with him. Well, okay, we won't go into that. Who is the dude that he fought? His teammate? I said oh. we won't go into that, and then I asked the question. Uh, Miritich. Yeah, that was bad, man. He, like, broke his eye socket or something like that. Yeah, oh. Lord, have mercy. I, I could have sworn Bobby Portis was, like, 47 years old. <laughs> Seems like he's been around forever. He's yeah. only 28. Yeah, no, he hasn't been around for too long. He's only been in the league for seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought he was at least, like, 33. Yeah. So, all right, so you're going with Bobby Porter's for six man of the year? Yeah, I think we're going to agree on that. Maybe biased, but yeah. don't don't care. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. All right, so six man of the year is Bobby Porter's. I probably should have brought a pin up here. All right. Oh, this next one is interesting. Most interesting player. Mm-hmm. I mean, most interesting Mr. player. Most interesting, wow. <laughs> I ran it again. Most improved player. Right. Oh, man. Can you read that list? Shea Gildress Alexander, Ooh. Lori Markin, and Jalen Brunson. All, I believe all All-Stars, right? Jalen uh, Brunson. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, he was an All-Star. This is a tough one, Sean. This is a tough one. Do we need to pull up stats on them as well? Yeah, search it real quick if Jalen Brunson was an All-Star. I, I just need to make sure on that. I'm okay. pretty sure Jalen Brunson... He's an all-star. Oh, he was a snub. He was an all-star snub. Wow. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, he definitely. Here, I'm going to say this, though. He for sure should have got selected. Well, let's look at the numbers, though. Let's look at the numbers. So many ads here. Look, and this time when I was typing out, was Jalen Brunson an all-star? I didn't sound it out like an old head. <laughs> right, because last time I was like, was Jalen Brunson an all-star? Oh, that's tough. 24, 3, and 6, and Ooh. no all-star selection. 24 Man. points per game, 6.2 assists, 3.5 rebounds on the number five team in the East. I mean, to be fair, Anthony Edwards didn't get selected until uh, all the players got injured. Yeah, but he also wasn't winning. Yeah. It's true. Right? That, that's that got to matter. That has to matter. All right, so Shea, just jumping over to him real quick. Yeah. 31.4 points per game, 5.5 assists, 4.8 rebounds. And yeah. a picture of him on the NBA.com website looking like a demon. I don't know why they chose this picture. Yeah. Yeah, Shay, I, we watched them last night. I mean, they got dropped off. I, I mean, you talk about looking like a demon. I mean, did you see him after you got hit in the eye? Oh, man, Oops. that was bad. Man, that, ooh. And who hit him in the eye? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert on just like... No bear. I, <laughs> I just don't even understand. I mean, I know it wasn't intentional. It didn't look intentional. But I don't even understand how he, like, why did he bring his elbow down so hard? Yeah. Right? Like, it was just, it was a very awkward play in my position. So Rudy Gobert-ish. Yeah. Man. I was yeah, going to say sorry, sure. Rudy Gobert, but I just, I can't, man. I, I'm still going to go on you. Um, yeah. And then jumping over to Laurie Markkinen, mm-hmm. 25.6 points per game, 8.6 rebounds, 1.9 assists. Mm-hmm. And he's seven feet. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't know he averaged 25. Yeah, he was cooking. Yeah. He's tough. I like Markkinen a lot. Yeah. And when people talk about the evolution of the game of basketball, 
like some guys are taller and they play on the perimeter and I don't think it's a good look for them. Mm-hmm. He's one of the taller guys that I like. He looks good on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't imagine like him playing on the wing, like having to guard that. What, I'm not sure what you do with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought he uh, was another one that was like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, but they have him listed at 7 feet. Yeah, 240. No, All right, man. Oh, so man. who are we picking? I am going to go for this one. Because it's the only team that made the playoffs with Jalen Brunson. Oh, okay. And they made the playoffs pretty easily, too. It wasn't like a thing that we were, that was kind of in question whether we were going to make it or not. No, they went on like a little run when the season was kind of winding down. And it was like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. So you're going with Brunson? Yeah, I I definitely, definitely got to go with Brunson on this one. I can't argue with that. And Jalen Brunson, like, I knew he was going to be good on the Knicks. Um, just like he was good on the Mavericks last year. And I'm still surprised that they didn't re-sign him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he cooked this year. Yeah. With that being said, Shay, Shay but a baby. Like, this dude, he was, I mean, he's one of the most lethal scorers in the league. Yeah. I mean, right? my see, my argument with that, with Shea, though, is that... Wait, hold on. Go back to his... Wait, what, what was that was preseason, season? so this is regular season right here. Oh, okay. So, 24. My my thing with Shea is that he was getting, like, pretty solid numbers uh-huh. before that. And, like... Cause, what do you mean like, before that? Like, last like, year? Last year, like, almost, like, 25 points last year. Yeah, but a six-point jump is a lot. Yeah, but... Like, this year, I don't know what it is. Like, with that push-off, though. <laughs> you off. don't like the push-off? He pushes off you were, a lot, you were saying that and they don't night. call it. You were saying like, that last night. Yeah, that's how he gets so many uh, mid-range buckets. Like, that's how he scores so much in the mid-range. Because, I mean, like, he's bigger, yeah, so sometimes he does body. But, I mean, like, then it's like he also just pushes off. So, I'm like, I don't like that. So I think that that should definitely be taken into account. Okay. I, I can't really argue with that. Um, I will say with his push-offs, they're not as egregious as someone like a James Harden mm-hmm. who just comes down and just fully extends and the refs don't call it a lot of times. I'm like, what are they watching? He does a good job. Like So push-offs are a part of the game mm-hmm. to a certain extent. If you have the footwork and the skill set to get in the right position to get body to body, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And then you can give just a little, it's almost more so like a bump mm-hmm. and you use the defender's momentum against them. Yeah, That's what I see it more as. It's like DeRozan is very good at this as well. Um, mm-hmm. He'll just like get into your body and on that second dribble, he bumps you and steps back at the same time. That's a mm-hmm. very tough move to execute without it being a, just a pure offensive foul. Yeah. At the same time, I do understand where you're coming from. I just don't know if I'm ready to to knock him that much for that. Because OKC, no one expected them to be even in playoff contention this year. Yeah. Um, especially after Chet Holmgren went down in the preseason or mm-hmm. in the um summer league. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Shea. Um he had almost a seven point improvement in points per game mm-hmm. from last year to this year. Even though Brunson, God, Brunson had almost an eight-point improvement in marketing. Ooh, 
he had almost an 11 point yeah. improvement. I, I would actually go Shea, Lori, Jalen. I would put Jalen as last. I think it was more so, not so much of an improvement, but different scenery. Man, I would actually swap that. I would go Brunson, Lori, Shea. Ooh. Let's be honest. That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Okay, look, yeah. we don't have to hear from the Hoop Life family about this one. So we'll have to take some notes here. SC says, Jalen, SB says, Shay. Yeah, I mean, it's because okay. that, that point jump, man, like, that's a little lot. That is a lot. So, I don't know. And that, I didn't know that Laura was only in Cleveland for one year. That's kind of, man, that's kind of, they kind of did him dirty. <laughs> it, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, they had to, to trade him for Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't so much they did him dirty, but it's like, you have to get you have to get Donovan Mitchell if you can, right? Yeah, but I mean sure. to Lori Mark in his credit, he uh he was like, yeah, I can hoop too. Yeah. So twenty five point six is that's that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. So for sure, yeah, I like him a lot. I w- I would love to have a player like him on the Wizards. But yeah, that's a whole another story. Nice. Um, so you go with you went with Jalen Brunson. I went with Shea, coach of the year. Oh, easy. L- look, at first I said this was really easy. And last night, when we were watching the game, the um, OKC Minnesota game, I actually I almost said this to you, but I, I was like, I'm gonna just wait till we do the episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if it's as easy as I thought. So mm. read, read the read the finalists. Read the finalists. You have Mike Brown for the Kings, uh-huh. Mark Dagnall for the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. Thunder, and you have Joe Mazzulla who replaced Ime Adoka uh-huh. for the Celtics. Yeah. That's three worthy candidates. Three worthy candidates, right? Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Who who do you have? I know you have, but tell the people who you have. Gotta go with Mike Brown on this one, man. Right. I mean, haven't made the playoffs since right. I was born. <laughs> right. The Kings. Oh, that's that's bad. I mean say it like sixteen that. years, seventeen <laughs> years. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, wow. I really it's like I wasn't even born then actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. When you say it like that, no, nah, it's gotta that. be easy. It's, <laughs> it's gotta, gotta be easy. <laughs> it's gotta be easy. So I thought obviously Mike Brown and Mike Brown was going to win the award. No doubt about that. Oh, for sure. The only reason why I started to not the only reason, but a big reason why I started to question is this a lock is because like Mark Denault, great job of OKC. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, they they are a year or two early, no one expected them to be in the playoff hunt. They were mm-hmm. right there knocking at the door, right? I think it's Dagnall, too. Dagnall. What I say? Denault? Yeah, Dagnault. Dagnault or something. You're better at, at enunciating things than me. So, Mark Dagnall, great job. Mm-hmm. But Joe Mazzula with the Celtics, I've never seen a, a, a catastrophe um, happen right before the season like what happened with Ime Udoka, right? Yeah. And they could have easily falling apart. Joe Mazzulla has never been a head coach in the league. Right. And he's either the youngest coach in the league now or one of the youngest. Yeah. He's very, very young. Right? Yeah. And so to be able to steady the ship and have them at the number two spot in the East, that I mean, that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. They could have easily fallen off, especially 
after losing in the finals last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? There could have been a lot of resentment, a lot of egos and all that. Yeah. And then you lose your coach who all those guys love Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. So I, I give a lot of credit to Joe Mazzulla, but like you said, the Kings haven't made the playoffs in a long time. Yeah. And they are in the third third spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can't even say I remember the last time they made the playoffs. I, I can't. Well, because you weren't alive. Yeah. That. <laughs> So how could you remember if you Yeah. I can't. I okay. mean, like, yeah, there's nothing I could say about it. Okay, so we're both going with Mike Brown, with Joe Mazzulla being a close second. Right. Okay. This one, should we should we go to this new award or save that for later? We could do whatever. Okay, let, let's jump into it then, because I didn't even know about this until you brought it to my attention. C-P-O-T-Y. I was like, what is that? What is that? Clutch Player of the Year Award. Now, it's said on ESPN that this is a new award, and it's just like, I'm just like, huh? Because I didn't hear anything about this. So I'm just like, I'm almost a little nervous as if like this is not like an actual award. And it like, <laughs> like, because I'm just like, why am I just now hearing about this? But like, it, it should be. Like, it was on the ESPN page, like okay. the actual like app, right. everything. So the finalists for it were De'Aaron Fox, DeMar DeRozan, and Jimmy Butler. So all but one in the playoffs. Right. And Ooh, that's a good point. And one of them got beat by one of these finalists. Oh, that's another good point, son. But DeMar DeRozan is also very, like, clutch. I don't know if he had those two game winners, like, back-to-back game winners this year. Where he had one against the Pacers and one against the Wizards. Oh, that's a, oh wow. Okay, the Wizards again. Um, I think that was last season. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it was last season, but I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're leaning towards DeRozan. I mean, I want to, but then you also have that game where it was like one seventy five, one seventy four with the Kings and Clippers, and Malik oh, yeah. Monk had like forty five, and so did De'Aaron. Yeah. So. It's really close. Butler's also pretty clutch, but I'm just like, you know, I think, like, it's more so, like, he, I mean, he is, like, kind of a two-way player, so, I mean, Butler, so he makes clutch plays, like, on both ends, so I could definitely see him winning it. I think I'm going to lean De'Aaron Fox's way because of that, because of that game. The high-scoring game. Yeah, and... Plus, the Kings are just going to, there's going to be anything involving Kings. I feel like they're going to, the NBA is going to definitely be leaning towards them because they haven't made the playoffs in so long. That makes a lot of sense. So, I think that I'm going to go with the Aaron Fox on this one. I would have said DeMar DeRozan had he made the playoffs last night against right. Jimmy. But, right. unfortunately, he did not. But a good game, but just yeah. didn't win. Maybe, maybe if his daughter was there. Maybe would have won that game. <laughs> when she was yelling. Yeah. On the free yeah. throws in Toronto. Yeah, that, that was, was great. funny. Yeah, that, that was, was funny. funny. Yeah, and the Raptors would miss how many free throws that game? 18. That is unbelievable. Yeah, that's I mean, lot. her timing was impeccable, though. She was yelling, like, right when they were about to shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going with De'Aaron Fox. I can't argue with that. Um, I, like, you brought up this point about Jimmy Butler in the playing game last night mm-hmm. outplayed De- uh, 
DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And then the Heat obviously won, knocking the Bulls out, right? Mm-hmm. So I could not put DeMar DeRozan over Jimmy Butler for that reason. But then yeah. you just brought up another great point, which I hadn't thought of. Jimmy Butler makes plays on both ends. Right. Right? And the Kings are awful defensively. They're very yeah. bad <laughs> defensively. Yeah. I like De'Aaron Fox. I like watching the Kings this year. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just not they, – they give up so many points. Yeah. And they're young and athletic, so they can outscore you. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Butler, like watching him last night even, he made some incredible plays on the defensive end and the offensive end. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I can't argue with that. I almost went with Jimmy. It's very close. But, yeah, yeah I, really I can't disagree with that. I'm really interested to see who wins that award, though. Yeah, first time. Yeah, and plus we don't really – I don't think you and I have any, like, hard data to support our, our choices with this one, right? Like, yeah. who hit the most clutch buckets is more so we're going off of intuition, so – That'd yeah, be fun to see who wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is Rookie of the Year. I'm going to confess, I don't even know who one of these guys are. Walker Kessler. <laughs> who is that? He plays on the Jazz. He's a center. I, I have no idea. Here, search him up is. real quick. Walker Kessler. That's hilarious. Walker Kessler. I'm just going to go and go ahead and say I'd have him last anyways. Cause, okay. Because I think that both these players are better. Okay, and who who are the other two that you have listed? Paolo Bancaro and Jalen Williams. I think that they are both better than Walker Kessler. Oh, nine point. Yeah, no. Oh, I know him. Okay. Yeah, no, nine points is just not. Nine point two points per game. It's not gonna cut it, and no playoffs is not gonna cut it. Eight point four rebounds. You said and no playoffs. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I mean, they none of them made it. Only team that could have made it is the Thunder. But yeah, nine point two points. If if the Jazz made the playoffs, then I mean, cool. But nah, nah. Two point three blocks is pretty good though. It is good, but not good enough. Not good enough. All right, let's look up. Uh, who are the other two? Bancaro. Bancaro and Jalen Williams. Bancaro. I to be honest, I did not see Ooh. Orlando play a whole lot this year because Orlando was awful. Yeah, um, no one wants to watch him. Right. 20 points for Bancaro, 6.9 rebounds, 3.7 assists. So basically 20 and 7. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think Jalen Williams, once we look at his stats, he's the only guy who's going to possibly be able to put up a fight. He really is. Yeah, Jalen Williams, I was late to the party on him, but he is good. Yeah, he's good. He's an excellent player. Yeah. Yeah, 14.1 points, 4.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Oh, yeah, that's going to go up because he can get you, like, a cool 20-25. He's good. In, like, good and, like, key games. He yeah. can. So, yeah, I think that he's one of them dudes who's going to be, like, a maybe a 20 points per game dude. You're t- saying in, like, the next couple of years, maybe? Yeah, like, he could possibly be, like, one of them 20 points per game dudes mm-hmm. and is, like, two-way. Right. Especially because we was talking about his wingspan, how... Because 2K made a card of him yesterday. Okay. And they had his wingspan at six foot nine, mm-hmm. But 
I saw a lot of OKC fans saying that it, his wingspan was 7'4", and maybe we should search that up, like, just to confirm it now. What is Jalen Williams' wingspan? Yeah. Okay. Like, because they were saying it's 7'4", and I was like, dang, 7'4", on, like, a 6'5", 6'6", dude? Right. Oh, 7'2". Hmm. Oh, man. And that's in Forbes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he I mean he's good. I did not find out about him until probably the last probably about January, to be honest. And I was like, this kid is good. He just he makes a lot of winning plays. Yeah. I like him defensively. Mm-hmm. He's a good shooter. Like he's just a, a very good player. Could play on any team. He could play on any team. Yeah, he's yeah. A, to your point, like I definitely could see him averaging twenty mm-hmm. and in a couple of years being a rotation player on a good team. Well, I, I think in a couple of years, OKC is going to be a very good team. I think yeah. next year they could be a very good team. Yeah. Don't let them get a high pick either. Oh, Don't, man. If they get, like, top top two, top three pick, oh, my gosh, it's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be super ugly. Yeah, they get, like, a Wimbanyama, a Scoot. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, that would be – oh, I don't even want to think about that. Oh, no. Because Holmgren, Shea – Williams and then Giddy. Giddy's a very good player. He didn't play good last night. Yeah. But the game before in the play in, he had 31 and 10, right? 31, 10, and 9. Something crazy like that. Yeah, something around that. Yeah, they. Yeah, they got some good players over there. Even, like, Isaiah Joe, like, he sometimes steps up mm-hmm. in big games. I remember he one time went, like, six for six from three against the Suns. Dang. Yeah, something like that. So, I was like, dang. I mean, he's just cooking right now. Yeah, they're, this? they're a good young team. So, Okay, are we both saying Bancaro? Yeah, I've got to go with Bancaro. I mean, like, the league is just no no matter what happens, I think that because of the stats, yeah, I think Bancaro is just going to win it. If Jalen Williams put up better stats, then I think Jalen Williams, like, if he matched them. Yeah. But, no, nah, I think that, that Jalen Williams has the potential to be a, like, better player or – similar level mm-hmm. player yeah. to Ben Carroll. But, you know, they both make winning plays. Like, let's not forget, Ben Carroll definitely does make winning plays. Yeah. He's just on a, in my opinion, worse team. Yeah, so I agree with you on all of that. I don't know if Williams ever could have had as good of stats as Ben Carroll mm-hmm. because they're in two totally different two totally different situations. Yeah. Um, and Ben Carroll is kind of the primary – he's the primary scorer for Orlando – um, but I do think that if OKC would have won last night and made the playoffs, mm-hmm. Jalen Williams would have had a stronger case yeah. to challenge Bancaro for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, to me, Bancaro is just a, a flat-out better player. Yeah. And I, you know how I feel about Bancaro. He's incredible. To right. be 6'10 and do the things that he does, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's a, he's a generational talent. With that said, though, Orlando as a franchise, is in such disarray. Yeah. And, like, they're young, and they just, like, they just do a lot of dumb, arrogant kind of stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Where it's like, they need some vets over there. They need some more structure or something. Yeah, like RJ Hampton. I was telling you about him RJ yesterday. Ham- oh, right. Yeah, yeah, like, that dude. Like, you saw him on the... When he was, when Jan Suggs was talking about I'm God, Rook. Um, when Durant Katie said, said that. Yeah, right. Durant. Yeah, and he was like... I don't know if you guys know what that means, but when <laughs> someone says they're God, like, and he's just wearing the glasses, yeah. like, I'm just like, bro, what are you doing right now? Right. Like, please get off my screen. I don't want to hear RJ Hampton talk. Right. And they were like, they got into a fight with 
who was it? Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers and like yeah. they they need some some vets over there. Yeah. Point blank period, right? And we, now we got to do now the Lakers got to do who fought them. So who? Mo Bamba. And, oh, that's yeah, right. I forgot and, that was and he was he was about to kill him too. So <laughs> I that was Mo Bamba. Yeah, and and it's kind of sad because Mo Bamba doesn't really play for us, and I think he should. But. Well. You know what the Lakers are doing down the stretch has been working, and Mo Obama got hurt for a little bit. Yeah. But to stay on this point, though, OKC has been a strong franchise for a long time. Yeah. For like 15, almost 20 years, because you can go back to the Durant, Harden, Westbrook yeah. nucleus, right? Even since they got rid of, or since Durant moved on, they brought in Paul George. They had a good season or two. Mm-hmm. They brought in Chris Paul after that. They had a good season, right? Yeah, and, and let's now, not forget they were the Supersonics, too. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, <laughs> I, they were just the Supersonics. The Supersonics were good pretty much all the time. Right, but I mean, this is a, a pretty different franchise, right? Yeah. Um, That was a, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But yeah. in the modern era, so to speak... They're a strong franchise, and it seems like they make a lot of good decisions. Mm-hmm. So Jalen, like Bankero, could put up big numbers and be on a terrible team. Yeah. Right? E.G. Bradley Beal. Right? Yeah. With my yeah. Wizards. I, I had to do it because we're just not good, right? E.G.? What is E.G.? E.G. I forget the exact, like, for example. We have to look that up. Like, I guess. I think I, it's there's Latin. no G in there, though. Look, well, no, it's not literal. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to look this up now. What does E.G.? I, look, it stands for Exempli Gradia, which is Latin and means for example. Stop playing. He trying to play with me, man. That's Latin. Okay? Yeah. He talking about there's no G in there. Anyways, we're both going with Ben Carroll. Yeah. But gotcha. Jalen Williams, like, y'all, should, if y'all haven't watched him, please be on the lookout for him. He's a very good player. Yeah. The type of player that a casual fan may not really give a lot of time and attention to. Oh, no. But that folks that really watch basketball or coaches are yeah. like, oh, this guy's he like you said earlier, he could play on any team, any era. He's just a very good player and I like him a lot. Trust me when I say this, but teams want this guy. Teams are just waiting until oh, yeah. his contract is up right. to like make some offers for him. Right. Because teams want this guy for sure on their team. Right. No, that's a, a great point. And that's a perfect segue into the next award, which is defensive player of the year. Oh, because yeah. teams want any three of these guys. Yeah. And there are three completely different players. Then Marcus Smart, at least. Oh, oh my gosh. Marcus. Thank you. It's better. It's better this season. Good. You hate Marcus Smart, man. I don't know why. Because he's boss. He's a Boston player. That's why. No, we don't. We both don't like Marcus Smart. When, <laughs> when you saw that Marcus Smart was named the defense player of the yes. year, what were you saying? I was saying this dude flops too much. He's an excellent defender. But yeah, he flops too much, complains too much, and I just, I yeah, I couldn't believe. It. I was like, "There's no way that he should have won that award," even though I do think he's an excellent defender. But just all the flopping and whining and flit, I just it irks me to watch it. Yeah, like I told you, the fact that Pat Bev doesn't have one, he does. That's a good point. Just insane. Pat Bev was making things hard for Jimmy Butler in the first half, at least yesterday, and then Jimmy yeah. started going off. Getting more in transition. Anyways, um, the three players, Evan Mobley, who you, you've always been high on. I wasn't yeah. in college, but then quickly realized you were right. Like, this guy's very, very good. Yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr., who I was like, can he stay healthy? Because he kept getting hurt. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't able to develop a rhythm. 
I think he's incredible. I, I especially defensively love this kid, and Brook Lopez, who yeah. is more the traditional. He has the traditional center body style. You yeah. know, he plays on the perimeter line, shoots a lot of threes in Milwaukee, but he's more plotting um, on the offensive side. But the defensive side, he is the anchor of that defense for sure. Right. So, who are you going with? I'm excited to hear your your thoughts. So it's kind of tough because. I would like to just be like, oh, you're in Jackson easily. But he's you're right. He has missed a solid amount of games this season. Early, early. Yeah, and early. he was coming off of an injury from previous, from the previous season. Yeah. And I think that Evan Mobley doesn't really miss a lot of games. No. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, he, he's there a lot. He might even play all 82. I, I like that kid a lot. Yeah. Like he might have really actually played all 82 games this season. So, and I also want to say Brooke Lopez, great shot blocker. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the second best shot blocker on this list. I think Jaron Jackson is still the best. Mm-hmm. I think overall Jaron Jackson is the best defender. I'm just going to tell you right now, I think he is. Mm-hmm. But I think that with Evan Mobley's consistency, it makes it a lot tougher Although, I still think I'm going to have to go with Jaron Jackson. He's just so good defensively. I mean, like, he is so good. There were games, especially, like, in the middle of the season when he started finding his rhythm again, Mm -hmm. where he would have, like, four blocks, five steals, like, in the same game. And I was just like, wow. I mean, this is just incredible when I'm watching him. But we're looking at it right now. He missed almost 20 games this season. And how many did Mobley miss? Mobley only missed three. Yeah, so it's it's going to be tough. It can go either way between them two. I think it's going to come down to those two. Yeah, I, I like all three players on the defensive end. Um, I don't like that Lopez shoots a lot of threes, but I also understand that's a part of their offensive scheme. Yeah. Um, Mobley, is, he, he's great. He's another guy like Jalen Williams that he can just play anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. he just makes a lot of winning plays on both sides of the basketball. Right. Um, but Jaron Jackson Jr., I think he's he's special, right? Defensively, yeah. Like and Mobley is special defensively, yeah. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is really special, yeah. And like you were just pointing out with the the steals and the blocks, or what I forget who coined the term stocks, stocks. Yeah, where it's you know combining them, whatever. Yeah. He would have games like you were just saying where he had he's got like nine stocks or eight yeah. stocks, you yeah. know, ten stocks, and it's like. What? What are we like, talking about? It, it just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I remember in that like a game where they were playing a, like a couple months ago where he got that crazy putback dunk on AD. All right, I don't even want to talk about <laughs> that it. Was bad. Anymore. It makes me not like him. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, he yeah he was making it very tough on him. But then AD came back and gave him thirty and twenty. So how yeah. about that? Well, how okay. about that? All right. So that just got he just got real personal yep. real quick. Jordan. Um. Look. So. What you said, Jordan, and I took it personal from that point. One of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s nicknames on Basketball References says the Block Panther. <laughs> That's great. It's that great. Yo, Yo. <laughs> who called him that? I have no idea. But if that's true, like, well, even if it's not true, I'm definitely calling him that from now on. The Block. <laughs> what? Hey, what if a white dude called him that? It might be. It might be the case. It doesn't make it any less funny. That 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 would be that would make it even more funny. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that and JJ. Some people call him Triple J or JJJ. Yeah, yeah. That that's also kind of tough too. 
Yeah, I don't mind that, but Block Panther, that is, that's Block classic. Panther. That's almost like Slim Reaper level. Yeah. Slim Reaper is still, I think, probably the best nickname. Oh, it's just too cold. Slim Reaper? That is crazy. Yeah. J- shout out to Jalen Rose for that one. Yeah, some people call uh, Brandon Ingram Slenderman. that's not not the same thing i'm sure he does not like being called slender man yeah his lakers teammates used to make fun of him that is awful because like a movie was coming out and it's like look guys it's ingram Uh, and it was like slender man oh my god in theaters that's terrible okay so we're we're both going with block panther yeah jackson jr just very 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 close but yeah. I think just very narrowly, I think is the word. Yeah, and to his defense, like I said earlier, Jaron Jackson Jr. missed most of his games at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So he was hurt. He was coming into the season hurt. Yeah. Had to rehab, get himself right. And he hasn't missed a lot of games since then. Nope. Because I think he missed like the first 15 games or something. Yeah. And he only missed 19 total. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I do like the the fact that you pointed to Mobley's consistency too because – We've talked about that at length, that in today's NBA, it's refreshing to see someone play at least close to 82 games. Yeah, or your Mikael Bridges and uh, played 82 games in one second. 82 games? Oh, right. Right, yeah. he got traded, so he played actually more. That's a good point. Yeah, because people like to say, oh, he played 83 games. Nope, he fouled right out, so no. Right. Yeah, that's actually kind of whack. But yeah, it don't count. Uh, yeah, it doesn't count. All right, so let's move on. Wait, wait, hold on, real quick. Just now mentioning that, I kind of want to see if it like will show up as eighty three games from Mikael Bridges. Yeah, would it would it show up as eighty three games? That'd be kind of crazy. Let's see. Eighty three. It does games. show up as eighty three games. I don't think have we ever seen that. That's a good point. Wow, that's really wild to look at. That is wild to look at. Man, okay. All right, so. We're down to our last award, the most coveted of the awards, MVP, MVP. MVP. All right, so we've got Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. Giannis under the Goombo. Under the Goombo. Oh, we had to switch it up because Uncle Kogi sent out a video of Giannis talking with Sergi Ibaka on his show Yeah, about how, because Giannis is Nigerian mm-hmm. by way of Greece. But he is his his family is from Nigeria, yeah. And how his last name actually is under the Gumbo, right? But because when he went to Greece, they had to like in order for him to get a passport, they had to do it in their in the Greek alphabet. And yeah. Some letters had to be swapped out or added or whatever. Yeah, and that's how he got to Antetokounmpo. Yeah, and um, I almost put it as that, but I couldn't go back and look at it because we was running out of time, and I had to hurry up and okay. do the notes. But, okay, so yeah. we got Joel, Giannis, and Jokic. Jokic. Right? Yeah. Three. <laughs> we have three worthy candidates, yet again. Three mm-hmm. international players. Yeah. And three big guys. Yeah. I legit have no idea. And these are the finalists. This, these are the finalists as named... On ESPN.com? All of them, yes. I have no idea who's going to win this award. I know who I think should probably win the award. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm not sure. I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Well, okay. it should obviously go to the most African of them all <laughs> in it, Joel Embiid. It should. How is he more African than Giannis? 
isn't Giannis like? Because he lived in Greece for a while. He moved to Greece. Oh, he's okay. I thought Giannis was like actually like he's. Is he not Greek? Like, I mean, he is like as far as his citizenship, but he's Nigerian. Yeah, right. That's okay. where he, he was born. That's where his family is from. His roots and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyways, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying Giannis is less than. Obviously not. But no, I just saying that Joel Embiid, I think should win. Okay. The award. So is that who you're picking? That's who who your selection is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my selection's got to be Joel Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid. If he wasn't on the Sixers, I really think it would be a dumpster fire. Oh yeah, it'd be bad. Like That's Harden trying to carry them. Oh, would not work. That's a great point. Would not work. Okay. And so let's look at some. Oh, I just noticed they they be calling this this dude Mikhail Richards string bean. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty thin. and brittle. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's funny. The Warden Noodles. <laughs> He's going into this man's nicknames. Mantis. All right, so Joel Embiid, he does kind of like a mantis. No, that's one of the nicknames. I know, but he, he kind of looks like a mantis. Joel Embiid, this year averaged 33 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, 4.2 assists on 54.8% mm-hmm. shooting from the field and 33% from the three. 86% from the, the free throw line. That's impressive. Yeah. Those are some impressive numbers. League leader in points, I believe. Oh, man. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So, let's pull up all three of these guys. Yeah. Nikola Jokic. So, we've got Giannis. Let's pull up Jokic as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, hey, Sean, these numbers are are pretty serious. Okay, so let's go to Giannis next. Mm-hmm. 31.1 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 55% from the field, 27% from the three, 65% from the free throw line. Man. That, that is, that's tough. And, ooh, and B with the 31 0.4% P-E-R, that's tough. Okay, Jokic, 24.5 points per game, 11.8 rebounds, 9.8 assists. Almost triple double. That's, that's brutal right there. Yeah, and what's the games played? 69 yeah. games played. 63% from the field, 38% from the three, 82% from the free throw line. P-E-R, 31.5. Yeah, that man. this is close. Hopefully, the most games because I think it it could come down to that too. Giannis only Giannis only sixty three. Wow, Giannis only sixty three. Jokic played sixty nine. Embiid sixty six. Wow, Jokic played the most. I thought I thought both Embiid and Giannis played more. Oh, so Jokic has got the most games played. He's got the near triple double. Man. Like, he's got the highest PER of these three guys. He just barely edges out Embiid. 31.4 for Embiid, 31.5 for Jokic. Oh, man. Well. <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. I, I like, I don't know who's going to win this award. I'll say that again. I do think, and I picked him early in our first show for this season. I think Embiid's going to win the award. Okay. Right? Even though Giannis, even though the Bucks and the Nuggets have a better record than the Sixers. Yeah. 
like you just said, if you take Embiid off the Sixers, I think it's just awful. And it's, that equates that equals value. It, much. it it equals value. That's a great point, son. Yeah. And then also, uh, Jokic defensively is just not good. He's not a good defensive player, right? Mm-mm. Even though to average almost a triple double, he's right there on the cusp. And to be first in the West, that's impressive. That's mm-hmm. very impressive. And he's shooting a high percentage. Like, he's amazing. So for the folks that are like, Jokic, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that, and like really try to like go on him, so to speak. Yeah. I don't fall into that camp, but I do think Embiid is a dominant defensive player. Yeah. He's a very, very good defensive player, right? Giannis too. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Giannis is an excellent Giannis is an all time great defender. Yeah. Right? So that to me is a major separator. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I heard Shannon Sharp recently talking about Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Who had the better who's had the better career, right? Right. And he picked Russell Westbrook because he said Chris Paul had higher expectations, um, which I, you know, didn't necessarily agree with his logic. But as a lot of people pointed out, and I agree with it immediately, Chris Paul is nine time first team all defensive player. Russell yeah. Westbrook has zero of those mm-hmm. awards. Even though Chris Paul doesn't have a regular season MVP, but I'm like that matters. Yeah. Because I feel like playing both sides of the ball matters. Mm-hmm. So I think Embiid, that he would be my pick. I think he's going to win it. I think. I wouldn't bet on it, but I think he's going to win it. Yeah. Um, And I will say just lastly, if Jokic won it again, right? Three-time back-to-back-to-back MVP. That guy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, look, like Demarcus Cousins was. Who was he talking to? He was on the All the Smoke podcast, I think, talking to Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yeah. And it's like, bro, three time MVP back to back to back. That is rarefied air. That means you are hands down one of the best players of all time. Yeah. And I just, I can't give Jokic. I don't, I don't see him as that. Nah. I think he's a phenomenal player. But, like, anytime Kyrie Irving throws an alley-oop to Jokic in the All-Star game to troll him because mm-hmm. he knows Jokic can't catch the oop, and Jokic just looks at the ball, right? That's you remember that? And Jokic just watched the ball kind of bounce in front of him. Yeah, like, that's such a I'm troll. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. This, like, this guy, I can't see it in my mind. Like, three-time MVP, back-to-back-to-back. Not like he won one or two, then it was a year later, you know, a couple years later, then he won another Three times. That mean that's a reign of dominance, right? And with no signature playoff wins either. Like, you know, never been to the finals. I don't know if they've even been to the conference finals. I I just can't see it. So I'm going with Embiid. Yeah, bro. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's all I can. That's all that can really be said about it. I mean, like, not even Giannis, LeBron. Like Katie, none of them dudes have done that. Jordan, Kobe, no, no. I wow. Yeah. I mean, like he's already got more MVPs than Kobe too. It's yeah, like that's wild. Nah, that's nah, wild. nah. <laughs> just nah, nah. All right, so we're both going with Embiid. So let's do a quick rundown for Sixth Man of the Year. We both said Bobby Portis, Most Improved. You said Jalen Brunson. I said Shea Gilgis Alexander, Coach of the Year. We both went with Mike Brown. Clutch Player of the Year, you said De'Aaron Fox. I chose Jimmy Butler. 
Rookie of the year, uh, we both said Ben Carroll, even though Jalen Williams is a dog and he's going to be really, really valuable in the next few years for whatever team he's on. Defensive player of the year, uh, we both said Jaron Jackson Jr., a.k.a. the Block Panther. (laughs) And for MVP, uh, we both went with Joel Embiid. So let's get into our our famous segment, Bank Robbers. Bank Robbers. Or Tellers. That's right. I'm going to let you go first because you have a, a bank teller. So my teller has got to be the L.A. Lakers. Knew that. The Lakers just, I've got to clap it up for y'all <laughs> this season. Because, listen, even if we get knocked out in the first round, even if we don't make it to the finals or win it like I would really hope we would, that would be, oh my gosh, it would be great for like LeBron's like, like goat case, even though I don't think he would. But mm-hmm. that would be great. Right. Like, man, starting off 2-10... and 10, and uh, then, like, I, I saw, it, like, we had, like, a less than 1% chance of making the playoffs, apparently, according to NBA history. And we ended up with a winning record, less than 40 losses on the season. That means we only took 29 more more losses. Mm-hmm. And we did. We took 29 more losses. And, oh, wow. I don't... Wow. I'm not sure what just happened. Another ad, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, maybe we should just exit out that. That's a good point. I don't see the X, though. No, like, oh, the that's tab. tab. Got you. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, so, yeah, I just really, I really think that the Lakers, man, I just, I got to give it to them, and especially Rob Palenka, like, making that move in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. It, that really helped us a lot, too. So it's like, we fought back. We fought hard, and we've earned the seventh seed in the playoffs. And, yeah, I mean, I really I really got to give it up to us, man. Yeah? Yeah, I got to give the Lakers their flowers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. I, um, yeah, that, I mean, it's a pretty substantial turnaround, like you said, to start off the season 2-10. and 10, And then to make the playoffs as the seventh seed is pretty impressive. So, shout out to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I almost gave LeBron James my bank teller. Yeah. Because just to see what he's doing in his 20th year is just incredible. Um, to see not only the way he takes care of his body and continue, continues to put up numbers, but the way that he leads his guys. Right. But I'm going to save that for another. I think he just deserves a whole episode because we still haven't talked about him becoming an all-time leading point scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Mikel Bridges for a bank teller. Mm-hmm. Because being Iron Man. for being an Iron Man, because he just shows up and plays. Yeah. And the thing that I love about him, not only does he play all 82 games, and in this case for this season, 83 games, he he like wins. He makes winning plays, mm-hmm. right on both sides of the ball. I know last year he was named All Defense to the All Defense team, and he's just a really good player. Yeah. Um. You know whether in Phoenix. Whether in Brooklyn now, who surprised everybody by still making the playoffs. Yeah. Whether in college at Villanova, winning the national championship there. He's just a good player. He just goes about his business. And I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a world where there's a lot of stuff on social media, people trying to, you know, pump themselves up and, you know, make it about things other than the game of basketball. He seems to just show up, do his job, and win. So mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Mikel Bridges. Shout out to you as my bank teller. Yeah, shout out, Cub. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're in the last segment, our world famous segment, yeah or nah. All right. 
Was this NBA playing a success? Yeah. I mean, it was good. Gotta gotta say it was a success. I mean, we had most of the games. I think only two of the games wasn't really that great or close. Atlanta, Miami. Yeah, Atlanta, Miami. Then last night, OKC, Minnesota. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I, I love the playing. Um, there was some bad basketball at times, but that happens in any game, in any playoff game even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was a resounding success. I'm excited to see it continue to be a part of the NBA family. Mm-hmm. All right, will the NBA playoffs be a success this year? Yeah, got to be. Of course, right? I think, I think it's going to be actually really good this year because really anyone can win it. Yeah. Like, more than any other year. Yeah. And it's really wild to see. It is, and I, I agree. I don't think anyone can win it, but... Like you said, more than any other year is more wide open. Yeah, maybe like a team like Minnesota. Yeah, they can't win it. I couldn't see them win it. Sacramento, it'd be tough even though they're a higher seed. If Sacramento won it, oh, like Mike Brown, you can, you can, (laughs) like, you always have a job. Oh, well, I mean, that and always like, he would always eat for free in Sacramento. Yeah, there's no, (laughs) like, nothing else, everything outside. Yeah. So yeah, playoff Saturday, playoff weekend really is one of my favorite weekends. Mm-hmm. Almost more, even more than the Super Bowl, even more than like March Madness starting up on that Thursday. Like I love when the playoffs start on the weekend because get up early, do some cleaning like we did, and then go just watch basketball. Yeah, high level basketball. So I'm yeah. excited. Um, and then the last question was Jason Tatum robbed of being an MVP finalist? I would say yeah, because. I just like Nikola Jokic. No, like just, <laughs> no. Dude, we're on Jokic. No defense. No finalist. I don't, oh, I don't care. That's tough. No MVP honors to that. I listen, man, and I don't like Tatum. So <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Then there's that piece. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna say nah. Mm-hmm. And I do like Tatum. I just think that there's another level that he has to go to. Mm-hmm. To be seen as that guy, mm-hmm. he's no doubt solidified himself as a NBA superstar. Yeah, he's just not that guy. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever. I know it's. I'm not really being specific and breaking that down, but Hoopheads know what I mean. And yeah. he's very good. He had an excellent season. The Celtics were great. I just think that he has to go to another level. Um, to be considered that guy. And I don't know if he'll ever take that next step. And maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't have to mm-hmm. because the Celtics, are they're, the way they're constructed is strong. And out of anyone else on this list, out of the, the three finalists for MVP, he's got the second best, I'm sorry, the best second best player in yeah. Jalen Brown. Right? Yeah. So maybe he doesn't have to because, I mean, they're the best duo in the league, hands down. Maybe he'll be Paul Pierce. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing. Was Dyer da- DeRozan the real MVP? Because when she was there, the Bulls won. And when she wasn't there, they lost. Um, I'm yeah. not going to feed into that. You say, yeah. yeah. I said, nah. The but real MVP. Maybe the real MVP. All right. No, nah, it's a great episode, man. Take us home. All right. So that's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Like with Sean Sean podcast. Episode 8 of Season 4, and the award goes to, if you haven't already, make sure you rate us five stars as always. Just write us a comment, let us know anything you want. You know, we'll be there wherever you get your podcast, and um, yeah, you'll hear us.
all that other stuff. And yeah, I think we're going to be uploading soon as well. Another episode soon. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Yeah. And that's all I got to say. So from our family to yours, peace. Peace.